1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore. And sitting next to me is...
2: Hey, I'm back. It's Lee Michael Kimbrell. How you doing, Nasty Boys and Girls? Across the whole wide fucking world? They're good! It's good to ask you again. I'm back. (laughs) Daddy's home. Hello, Daddy's, Daddy's home and you just heard Daddy's voice. The real Daddy... Danny Sammet. Daddy Sammet, Daddy. Zaddy Z. Ooh. Zaddy Z. He's back.
1: Mm. It's good to have you all back in the same room. It's been a long time. Is this sure week
2: nice. three in a row for the Danny boy? Yeah,
1: dude. I'm Fuck yeah, man. Out He's a true
2: nasty
0: boy.
1: Yeah. It's uh <laughs> honorarily <laughs> nasty. Oh, no, not honorarily. You've earned it. Mm-hmm. You know. Just like how the next group of people have earned this read. I'd like to just take a Jeez second God. to uh, say. Yeah, I mean,
2: technically that is a segue, but is just it, know
1: we're looking at you. I know, I'm getting stared <laughs> at hard. It's not great. I'm not I, happy I about it. I love you.
0: And the only reason that I'm staring at you is because I expect better. Of you, yeah. Because you're a good
1: guy and you're good at this.
2: Yeah, you're so. good at this, Bill.
1: Okay, well, let's not do it yet and just continue talking, <laughs> and, and then, then we'll, we'll find ourselves w- another one. I just, organically. no, I just, I just, want you
0: to know that, like, as your friends, like, we expect a lot of you because you're a very competent person and you're a very yeah. good person, and we just, just it comes, we to hold a place you of to love. a certain
2: level. Yeah, right. you've raised the bar to a point. And we're going to hold you to it, Bill.
1: But I I, I expect to be held accountable for my actions. Sure. We have good friends that we hold to a high standard, and I'd like to take a second to shout out the network that helps distribute our show. There it is (laughs) Armchair Media. Armchair is a collection of 50 plus podcasts, including ours. Hello? 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 (laughs) Okay, that wasn't in the read. It wasn't. Actually, it is. It just says, An Armchair is a collection of 50-plus podcasts, including ours. Hello? 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 Hello. <laughs> Hello? Trying to localize the sports world a little bit more. We've been with them since, tw- what, 2018? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've been great to us, and and it's pretty awesome to be part of the network, and have joy and have enjoyed growing our audience, audience with theirs. Jesus Christ! Sh- starting June first, Bet Online will serve as the title sponsor for Armchair as well as our show. This will open up the possibility to develop merch lines as well as potentially host live events once we return to a semblance of normalcy. In addition to Bet Online coming aboard, Armchair will now serve as the host network for the world's largest skateboarding podcast, The Nine Club, huh. hosted by professional skaters Chris Roberts and Kelly. Har- and Tony Hawk. The Nine Club talks every week with the biggest names in skating. One of those people isn't on the show. Oh, I was about to (laughs) say, Tony Hawk is under armchair all Americans. (laughs) They're on social media at the Nine Club. You got my ass. Birdhouse All-Americans. Ooh, to see more, search Armchair Media wherever you get your pods. Also, check us out on Armchair's website, armchairmedianetwork.com, and their social channels at Armchair Media. Armchair Media, those who can do, those who can't. Hashtag take a seat. I'm going to ad
0: lib and ad read right now.
1: Is that only one? That's it. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, in the span of just 24 hours, I walked across a Harvard virtual graduation stage into the back of a police van alongside other peaceful protesters, both of which I'm equally proud of, said Ohio State basketball player Seth Towns the other day when he got topped for being a wonderful citizen and a compassionate human being. Uh, as you, We're going to talk about... This in depth because, quite frankly, I do not give a fuck about baseball right now, Uh, but I have released a t-shirt commemorating Seth Towns' act of heroism and patriotism, in my opinion, Uh, and you can find it at ourhonordefend.bigcartel.com. I am donating every penny that is profit to split between Cincinnati, Columbus, and Cleveland bail funds to get people that protested back on the streets and keeping their voices loud. So that's ourhonordefend.bigcartel.com. It is a wonderful shirt printed by someone in this
1: room. Lee printed the shirt? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On on a
0: lusciously solid Hammer tee. By lusciously solid, I mean, it's not the softest thing in the world, but it is a great-fitting shirt. It is durable, and the shirt looks awesome. Uh, It's a very powerful photo. Uh, Thank you to my boy Christian in Cleveland for editing it and my guy Malik in Columbus for taking it. Uh, The entire shirt was conceptualized, photographed, uh, arrested. Everything involving the shirt happened (laughs) in Ohio, and I'm proud of that. Uh, So if you would like to contribute to popping people out of the slammer for being good Americans and protesting, which I mean in all seriousness, there's not one ounce of irony intended to be behind that. I believe every word of that. Ourhonordefend.bigcartel.com. Get a shirt. Get a shirt. Contribute to the cause. It's an ad read.
2: It's well done. And it was just rift. That was beautiful. I mean, you had the call to action. The whole thing was a call to action. Yeah. Really didn't stutter over anything. Yeah. I know where to go. I mean, bravo, Danny boy.
1: I mean, yeah, it was better than mine. <laughs> and, uh, it was way better than mine. And a great segue. Yeah, it is. Um, your
2: segue was excellent. And we did if we're gonna if we're gonna lambast you yes. for the bad segue, you more than made up for yourself with your redo. True, it you're probably gonna nice.
1: lambast me for this. Alexa, turn on the high life lamps.
2: Hey, I'm not mad at you for living in the future, mm-hmm. man. Oh god. There you go someone has to.
1: So speaking of living in the future.
0: Yeah. We're uh, currently doing that. We are. Yeah. Shit is popping off as it should be. Um We're living in the future while living in the past. Yeah. Um, Right. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, with everything going on right now, I think that the first point, like, when people just don't get it, like, they're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like, there are so many black people that do really good things. We have to keep in mind that Martin Luther King, like, my, my parents were both born in 1957. My parents were both born into a country that didn't consider African Americans human beings. Martin Luther King is not history. Martin Luther King is five minutes ago in the grand scheme of things.
2: Absolutely, yeah. My dad, both of my parents were born into segregated schools. Uh Uh-huh. Like, it's not... That's one generation away from colored water fountains. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. It seems like... You see all the footage in black and white. It was just happening five decades ago. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And, like, this country was founded in 1776. Fifty years... From... Even 1776 until now is hardly anything in the grand scheme of things. But then think about our parents till now. Like, it's fucked, man. Like, it's not history.
1: It's five minutes ago. Exactly. You're You're absolutely not wrong. And it's crazy, like, with the use of technology, how we can, like, be in these protests and film everything and, like, have it be seen and know that it has been seen puts the weight on our... Rep, the people we elect to fucking do something. But also, them with this technology, we're unearthing videos from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and early 90s of, like, these activists who were saying what, like... Uh-huh. What people have been saying the past couple months and years, like, and now it's just brought back to the forefront to remind everybody this shit's been going on for a while, but not so much in the grand scheme of things.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of, you know, even transplants or people who grew up in the suburbs around here who weren't even aware of the fact that up until the rebuttal of the Charlottesville yeah. riots, up until then, the largest group of people to ever assemble in, like, in you know, a racial protest was in 2001 in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right down the street on the fucking West End. Just right mm-hmm. down Liberty.
0: And yeah. you have all 50 states out in Adam right now, which is the first time this has happened. Every,
2: all 50 states.
0: It's... I only say this because I've heard others say it. It's not... I don't know yeah, this, yeah. and it's not my place to say it, but, like... Uh, uh, like a lot of black activists are very stoked on the amount of white people that are out there. It is a yeah. fucking incredible number, and I think that's that's what we need to be doing. And it's uh, to what you were saying about how like recent all this is. Um, I the, her name was not on the video, but a black activist from the '60s. Uh, she was one of the top 10 most wanted people in the country by the FBI for no reason other than being a proud activist. Yeah, mm-hmm. And she was talking to the media one day and they asked her about, like, violence and about oh. when people talk to her about violence. She says, you know, like, growing up, like, our my, fam- my dad had multiple guns on hand to defend himself when black people would move to neighborhoods, uh the local politicians to get ready for bloodshed and yeah because it was people coming for us there would be bombs going off every week Uh, so when people talked to her about violence she said
1: like that's laughable like I
2: what do you mean an accepted part of their life life.
1: yeah she was talking about driving by where they planted a bomb and blew up her neighbors Uh and she's like I had to drive by severed heads and arms Uh just to go back to my home so yeah we were armed we had patrols like, we had patrols in Alabama going around and making sure, and then the, the, we the being, mayor—
0: We being the black community.
1: Right. right. I'm yeah, quoting yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's just, like, it's crazy to think, with that going on and knowing that she was saying that, to now where you have Rand Paul um, shooting down the anti-lynching law. Like, that's still kind of going on now. Did you see that? Uh-huh. So Rand Paul, there's this anti-lynching law where if you use any type of rope to hurt someone, like, like cut, like, restrain, tie around their neck, anything, you immediately get a 10-year prison sentence. Hmm. Well, so also
0: I think the Lynch. thing a lot of people don't realize about lynching is it wasn't just like a easy, quick hanging. You were, it was in the middle of the town square. The point of
2: it was to, to be, humiliate yeah, you and exactly. shame
0: every black person. It's it, what anything went they were pulled up on a rope and hung and then whatever wanted to, what, whatever anyone wanted to do at that point it was fair game and it's it's, it's i think that a lot of at least growing up like we're taught about the american dream and everything and it's like it's bullshit it's the american dream for white men yeah and it's like in still like white women have a lot more rights than they used to but still that was recent and it's still not even close to being equal and it's like it's just
1: this country for every good thing that it did there's at least two or three bad ones yes think about it's it been a year since the me too movement Mm -hmm. took it took that long for someone to speak up and say harvey weinstein was a pig and we've gotten a lot done within that year but at the same time like what has happened within you know weeks of of you know Mr. Floyd being murdered by a cop—a fair amount with it, two weeks. Yeah, I mean a fair a, a fair amount, which is what we we've gotten, what we've all wanted, which was murder charges. Uh huh. Are they going to be able to follow through and convict him? I sure hope so, because it'll get a lot. It'll get a lot louder if they don't. And the thing is with that, like, I think that
0: a lot of people like that's the way I put it earlier on Twitter was that is only maybe one percent of the work needs to be done i don't want anybody anybody that's pissed off about this if they convict these people and sends them to jail time i don't want you to consider scraps from the table your dinner because we're not even close to being done yeah like there is i encourage everybody listening to this watch the movie 13th on netflix i watched it for the first time last night and it was it was the hardest thing i've ever had to watch but it's fucking insane like Every single thing about this country revolves around profit, and every single thing about profit runs around exploiting people. Yes, And because Mm -hmm. this country for so long treated African Americans as inhuman, they're the ones who get exploited. So if you look at, like, there there was the main thing that I, one of the main things I took away from this movie, a group called Alec was a private group of incredibly wealthy and incredibly successful businessmen people walmart mcdonald's uh privatized prison companies pretty much every big company that might have some sort of sketchy thing to do with anything they were involved and it was american lawmakers and it gave corporations a direct seat at the table to the point that a lot of lazy congressmen would leave the alec letterhead on bills like wouldn't
2: even try wouldn't
0: even try and what happened with that was because the U.S. didn't want to deal with their own prison system, you had the start of privatized prisons. Because privatized prisons had quite literally had a seat at the legislation table, they wanted. They were able to influence everything, and that's why you have things like the war on drugs. That's why you have things like just people knocking down doors without like no-knock warrants and all that stuff. Because they are a business that is directly in the ear and at the table with, gov- with, with government legislators. And they need to keep their prisons filled, and then from there you go to the fact that companies like J.C. and others, and uh, even the military, like even like the military would use prison labor and still use prison labor.
2: Oh yeah. It, yeah,
0: it's so fucked, and it's it's quite literally slavery. You have you bust black people for nothing, and then make them work in jail for nothing. It's fucked. And then I saw another story on Twitter. This girl posted it. She asked. Her mother's permission. This happened 19 years ago. Oh, I read that. Yeah, her younger brother was going for a bike ride, or I think he was—he was going for a dog or something. And somebody, a cop, pulled up on him and was immediately going for the arrest. And the kid resisted arrest, and he ran. He just took off running, and the cop had a heart attack because he had a pre-existing heart, heart condition. Because when you're a pig, you probably eat a lot of grease. Yeah. And I, I, anyways, no, but um, so he had a heart attack, and they tried to get this kid on murder. Huh. And what happened was, they got out of the murder charge by pleading insanity somehow. And he has spent 19 years in a mental facility. He has spent his almost his entire life in a mental facility, and no everybody in there knows what's happening, and they treat him terribly, intentionally. And They have been trying to bust him out and trying to, like, get the court to get him out of there, and no one's on his side. He's tried to commit suicide multiple times. Of course he has. It's the entire—I think that there's a lot of shit that—there's so much—there's an unbelievable amount of nuance to this because of the fact that quite literally every part of this country ties in— to the suppression it's of black It's ingrained in us
2: completely, down to the profits, uh-huh. everything. I mean, just it's just a matter of control, and, and it's not just it's it's not simply, of course, at the at like the core of it, the the protests are about the the uh, the murders of black men by the hand of cops. But the, like, if you zoom out a little bit, it's about the entire completely broken system. Uh-huh. What you were—I mean, every every mm. level of it, whether it's government or whether it's law enforcement or whether it's just like nickels and dimes uh-huh. and it's just green, if yeah. It's just, like if, if it's if it's just money, I—I I, 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 on Sunday I met this kid at Kroger. I walked into Kroger and uh, just head nodded this kid. He was out there panhandling, and mm-hmm. it didn't look like he should have been panhandling, so it was kind of weird. I head nodded him and. uh He like really sheepishly asked for some money to get back to Dayton. He had gotten arrested the night before. So the night before in Covington on the 30th, him and his buddy were smoking a joint out in front of a liquor store in Covington. A legal act across the fucking river. And uh, a cop came up and just beat the fuck out of him and arrested him. I mean, just completely busted him up. And uh, aside from that, they let him out of Kenton County Jail, which is in the middle of the fucking country, at nine o'clock in the morning. Returned his uh, belongings without his wallet or without his phone, and said, "Fuck you very much. Good luck."
1: Yeah, go figure it out. He walked
2: shit. seven hours down junction country roads. He walked twenty-three miles to the Newport the Newport Kroger from Kenton County Prison, and uh, they were they let him out. With 12 hours, they let him out on foot in the middle of the country with no phone or no money, knowing full well that in 12 hours there was a curfew that would send him right back to where he came from. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's what the protests are. That's what it is. Yeah. Is these, these young black men just, they're playing a game, they're just playing a game where the rules don't apply to them.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, did you guys watch Cincinnati Goddamn, that documentary from like 10 years no, ago? no. So, Shrek posted it John Shrek, fellow comedian, friend of the pod He posted it and it's It's about the, the uh, Murders of, of African American men from 1995 to 2001 15 men Were killed at the hands of police officers Every single one Of them got off Including the killing of Timothy Thomas Where that's just so God, it's still just so Goddamn sad But think about this, from that time span, 15 men killed by cops and not even a blink of an eye until the the marches and the protests started happening. And I remember growing up as a kid living in Newtown, you know 15 minutes away from here and being told oh that's a bad part of town of you don't want to go down there you don't want to go down that's there. where like,
2: it starts is you you scare little white kids
1: right so and i so like yeah. so i remember watching that and the only images i have were from the news like with people breaking windows and not the peaceful protesting that continued to happen after mm-hmm. that Imagine
2: the atrocities that happened in 01 without all the cameras and iPhones uh-huh. and shit. Yeah. Can you imagine what they were doing to people?
1: Oh, dude, I forget his name. I'm already having a brain fart and I apologize. But there was a guy who, his, he was a junior, and the cops, like, he was standing, in, he went and got two cigars and an energy drink in a, in a gr- grocery store. He, there was a cop standing out there with his nightstick. Just doing this, and they caught that on the security footage from the gas station. He comes out, and they go, "Hey, what are you doing?" You and they were like, "Oh, you look like someone who ran from us the night before." Which the person who ran from them the night before, the only thing they had in common was that they were wearing a hoodie. Mm -hmm. That's it. The other guy, bald, no beard, clean shaven. The other guy, the guy they were interviewing, dreadlocks and a beard. And then, so what did he do? Out of fear, which is because of the systemic problems that are within our society. They started talking to him, and he just ran. And then they tackled him, grabbed him, took him to the ground, and then they this, one, this other cop, Jorg, put him into a chokehold around his nose that he learned from martial arts training. Not from the police academy, huh? but from him loving martial arts. Put him in a chokehold, and then they said, put your hands behind your back, but they couldn't because another cop was on his arm and couldn't move. And so there was another cop, I forget his name, just started palming him in his back and just beating the shit out of him while another one had a, had a nightstick. Eventually they got his hands behind his back, his eyes were completely sw- swollen shut, blood coming out of his nose, and they dragged him to the police car. The two white cops on the scene who said, like, who, one, the one was punching him in the back and George put him in the chokehold said, oh yeah, he walked to the cruiser. But the black cop on the scene was like, no, they dragged him. And then they threw him into the back of the cop car, face down. And when he was face down, not even moving, the other cop who was palming him in the back kept doing that to him. And they let him lay in that cop car while seven other cruisers showed up and no one called an ambulance. And they had a 15 to 20 minute window to save this man's life. And no one even checked on him. You can look at all all of the footage from the cruiser. Nothing. Nada. And then they tried those two for manslaughter those two cops, on the same day. One civil, one criminal. And the prosecutor set it up that way so they would get off. And that's what happened. They got off. Because guess what? The FOP is stronger than any union, any corporation in this goddamn country. They protect those fuckers like nobody's business. And, it's, and that's what needs to be broken up first. If every union is being broken up, why can't we break up the FOP? And that's the it's. I also wanted
0: to take a second, like, Anybody that's listening to this that's sick of it or uncomfortable, like, good. Like, I, I, we are not the, we we are not the voices to be sharing this story, but like it or not, people listen to this podcast.
2: We all, we, we barely even got here to record it. Yeah. It was up in the air this morning if we were even going to come here and record it because it's like, yeah, I mean, three white boys sitting in a circle talking about this but we have to yeah yeah it's all we can do it's
0: and that's the thing it's this is it, it's time for change and like i'll get into the way that i've been talking to friends about this but yeah it's just it's so fucked and like about get it busting the police union it's like the problem like When people say abolish the police, like, I know a lot of friends that are, like, super extremists, like, anarchists, that, like, they just don't think that there should be any, like, get rid of all law enforcement. I don't agree with that. But if you look at the, like, the concept that is the American police force is broken and horrible. Yes. As of 2016, 60% of American police forces had a SWAT team. Why is that fucking necessary? Why is it necessary for the United States government to give weapons and shit to po- local police forces? It's... as most... Like, I would say that a vast majority of things that police arrest people for are not crime issues. Drugs are a medical issue. Yep. Uh, if somebody... like And there's no need to... Like, pe- like, protests like this... Yeah, there's a lot of people there. You don't need to be ready and armed with tear gas. Like, have a couple people on standby yep. if shit, if push comes to shove. But, like, if these cops are, like, I just don't get it. It's like we need, by abolish the police, what that statement means is move to a community-based police force. What that means is all of these cops are literally hired guns. They're mercenaries. Yeah. They don't have any ties to the community. If you're serving as a police officer, you need to be embedded in the community and live there. You need to be a resident. Like, the way I explain it is this. Obviously, I am a white man. I have a much different. Ex- I don't like the police. I have had weird interactions with the police. I don't want to deal with the police any more than anyone else does. But that being said, if a cop lives next door to me and is patrolling my neighborhood, I'm going to interact with him pretty frequently. Yep. Just because if, like, I interact, I would imagine that if this kind of model was put in place, I would say that everybody would interact with their local police force or police officer or two or three, however many it is, probably about as much as they interact with a mailman. Enough to know like hey I like that guy you know that's a good guy like I'm like in what that accomplishes is it make it forces the police to treat people as human beings because they have they have skin in the game but no no police officer does currently no they're quite literally hired guns and I think that another thing that people don't realize about this pe- this this is hot but I believe it. Saying blue lives matter is literally no different than saying target employee lives matter. It is a fucking job. Yeah. If you don't like the morals of your job, you quit. Obviously a lot of people aren't in the position to do that because of finances, but like Christ guys, like where is your soul? Where, where did you, like where did these people go wrong as a human? Like what happened to them as kids that resulted in them losing their soul and losing their humanity? And Yes, there are some good cops. Absolutely. That being said, solidarity is not taking a knee with protesters. Because we've seen all around the country, including in Cincinnati, that it's literally a de-escalation tactic for show. Absolutely. Uh, I forget. There was one in Portland. And in Indianapolis. Yeah. In Indianapolis, cops took a knee to get people to run towards them, and then they gassed them. In Portland, there was media on the sidelines. Cops took a knee with protesters. Their their commanding officer had eyes on the media. The second the media got their pictures and they gassed them, it is so ridiculous. Like solidarity is not taking knee. What solidarity means is that if you see injustices happen on your watch, you report it. You tell the media. You don't, I understand
2: because that it has because if you do then that, then you oppression. Yeah, then you but you and but you're if, a fucking hero. Exactly, but then you but it's just. I can't remember exactly where I was going with that. You were talking about seeing, like, if you are a police officer and you see something, say, you know, hold that person accountable because that's what your job is. And also, your job is the safety of the people. Yep.
0: And I understand that it that a lot of times, more often than not, probably I'd imagine cops that and I've seen stories of it. Cops that do stand up against this stuff get punished. Look, the fact of the matter is, if every police officer is Equally as much a citizen of the United States or a whatever, as equally as much a citizen as anybody that they are policing. If you are a quote unquote good cop and you see somebody slamming their knee down on someone's neck and choking them out, you fucking arrest that cop right then and there. Or you are just as culpable. If something happens that you see that's less, that's less severe than that. Yeah. Talk to the media, talk to that cop, talk to the media, expose it. If you see something that's quite literally a matter of life and death, you arrest that fucking cop on the spot or you don't deserve anything that you have. Again, it is a job. I sell t-shirts for a living. Bill, you sell t-shirts for a living. Lee, you'll do something for a living eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't sell t-shirts for a living right now. Bill, you sell t-shirts for a living. Yeah. Lee, that's... you collect unemployment for a living. Yeah. Me, I collect unemployment for a living right now. But no, like you get the point. It's like, it's a fucking job. It's not like they were born with a badge on them. It's no. a job and it needs to be treated as such. It's not something to glorify. Maybe eventually when it is a, if this thing, if we can get this progress done, if it is like a community based pub, actual public service. Yeah. Then maybe it's something like, you know what? I have a lot of respect for that guy. It's a job. It's no different no. than any other job. So except they rarely, have way more power.
2: so rarely does any American, you know, obviously uh, if, if, if you are a black person, this is amplified. But like, even us, the three of us sitting on a couch, I've never like I've never had a great interaction no. with a police officer. You know, maybe yeah. I mean that's when I yeah. when I'm getting in trouble. Sure, I've I've uh, I I know a few who I would vouch for. Calvin Maddox, I'd go to war for him. Yeah, I believe in that kid. He's down in Lexington, and I believe in him. Uh, but yeah.
1: No, like, I mean, I grew up in Newtown, and one of their things was, you know, you had to live closer in the, like, around the area, and there was only three of them, and so they all knew everybody, and there were multiple times, you know, I got out of shit, because they knew who I was, like, there was one night I was pulling in, I pulled in my parents' driveway, I was 20, I was 21, and I pulled in, in part, or 20, yeah, I was, no, I was 22, whatever, it doesn't matter, I pulled into the driveway, and there was a cop behind me, and I forget his name, but he goes, he just, he doesn't, nights, nothing, just rolls on the way. he goes, Billy, get over here. And I'm like, okay, and I walk over to his cruiser, and he points at his computer, and he taps the screen, he goes, hey, your tags are, tags are expired, get home, get in there, okay? And when you get up, go get it fixed, I don't want to give you a ticket. And he goes, is that booze I smell? I'm like, yeah, he goes, you're drunk, and you're lucky, okay? Get inside. And I'm like, okay, because he knew who I was, and I was a yeah. good kid. And the, the police chief of Newtown I've known since I was six years old. Yeah. And he's a good dude who worked his way up the ladder and he's been on the forefront of trying to crack down on heroin, not just to cuff these people, but to figure out a way to change their life instead of just putting them in jail. Yeah. And come up with with reform plans. Yeah. Like So, like, there is a difference. There for sure is a difference. And it's not popular right now what you just said, Danny, about, like, there is such a thing as as, as good cops and good just good people. But there's, there's so much in there, like, that was brought up in the in the documentary, too, is like, they should be living where they work. Uh-huh. The other thing is their training, like, and also their mindset. So when the guy said that he shot Timothy Thomas and every single thing was they said that I was afraid, that is racism because you're just like, oh, it's a black tooth. I'm afraid. of a I'm black guy. That's the job you signed up for. My dad's huh. a paramedic and firefighter. He's been for 20, 25 years, Okay. Is he afraid to go into a into a burning building and save people? Absolutely, but that's what he signed up for. If you're not on board with that, then quit and go be a manager at a Taco Bell and make more money. Dude, that's the thing. It's like generally
0: most people that I've interacted with that suffer from small dick syndrome get a nice car. They don't go around killing people. Yeah, yeah. like it's that's
2: so true. It's
0: like if you like if you're really that insecure about yourself that you need to. I'm, and I'm going to use the president's words here, unfortunately, that you need to dominate people like that. Yeah. Just go fucking be a day trader and just yell at people or something. Exactly. Be, Get really
2: rich and be rude to the waist staff. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Yeah. Don't be people. <laughs> yeah. Be
1: Dave Portnoy. Just do yeah. that. Just, if your dick is that small, just be Dave Portnoy.
2: But, <laughs> Damn, uh, that's the name of this fucking episode. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no,
0: like, I, uh, I had I meet, uh, a couple years ago... Um, be Dave. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple years ago, uh, th- I had a talk with a friend of mine, uh, Christian, white, Texas family, good old boys. Yeah. Like, uh, we were on tour together, and uh, we we were talking. I forget I forget what happened during this talk, but we were talking. He's like, "Look, like it's just in our nature that if we're walking down the street and there's a bunch of black people coming, like we cross over." I'm like. No, it's not. He's like, tell me with a straight face that it's not. I'm like, you really think I would live in the Bronx in Atlanta if that's how I felt? Right. Yeah. Like that's not a that's not a part of nature. That's part of your that's part of your upbringing. And it's part of the yeah.
2: reason. Like even on some in some part of that kid's brain, uh, he knows that it's wrong behavior. Sure. So he's rationalizing it yeah. by saying. It's natural. What? We're just a bunch of monkeys yeah. walking around in the woods, and those monkeys look different. Man, a poor choice there, but you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like he's it's, he's, he's, rationalizing tr- he's trying it.
0: to rationalize it with primal instincts. Yeah, he's yeah. rationalizing it. Well, it's not even primal. It's more of what he was taught. Want to be Like, he's trying to create a primal instinct in his head. Yeah, exactly, exactly, because that's what
1: was beat into our head as children. Yeah, and it's just... it's. I remember driving to the zoo, driving to the zoo, and we went through... We went through Coryville, and I remember my mom saying, duck. And I'm like, what? And she said, just hide. And I'm like, I was like, okay, and then hid, and then she's like, okay, we're here. And then that's when we could get up. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's so, like, it's crazy to know, like, that's how I was raised. And then, like, walking around on Sunday, I'm out with Alicia. We're going to go pick up some food. And when we go pick up some food, I'm passing, you know a bunch of black dudes age, like, probably early 20s to late 50s, and they were just frying tilapia on the street. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, what's up, man? Like, what are you guys making? And we actually sat and talked, and, like, that probably wouldn't have happened, not on my behalf, but, like, three weeks ago. I feel like this is bringing a lot of people together, because they would have stared at me and been like, oh, just another fucking white boy walking around in my goddamn neighborhood. You know, because gentrification's happened down here. Yeah. And now I think that there's a lot of people coming together and walking and being like, hey, let's fix this. And everyone's like, oh, okay. So I think it's just also both sides coming together and, if, and it sucks in the circumstances of what happened, but if it wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't start growing like this and talking about this and doing it. There something. are
0: so many white people that love black culture until it comes time to being an ally. Yeah. If you have ever at any point listened to any kind of rap music, if you have ever at any point watched any professional sport, it's fucking time for you to step up. Like, you cannot, you are not fucking allowed oh God, to listen happen. to black music unless you listen to black voices. Like Butch Walker, uh, Butch Walker just put out a record. He nailed it. He nailed it. It's a fucking incredible record. It's called uh, American Love Story, and it's a rock opera, and it's written from the perspective of a dude who grew up in the racist South and was racist and then had a come-to-Jesus moment and figured it out. And there's a line in the song uh now my kid's listening to Drake but he's one of the good ones but now I'm really start to doubt it. He, like that's the kind of like he's one of the good ones like and again like Butch Walker it's 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 from a perspective he doesn't yeah. feel just want to clear that he's a fucking hero of mine but uh it's uh that's a prevalent mindset, and it's like, it's, there are so many, like, there are so many MAGA kids that I am sure do nothing but listen to KISS 107.
2: Absolutely. And and
0: like, from a music industry perspective, don't even get me started at the exploitation of black artists. Yeah. Quite literally, everything that happens in music is owed to the black community. Absolutely. Rock and roll was invented by black people. Yeah, he just died. Yeah, Little Richard. Uh huh. And Jace, Jason Isbell had a great tweet the other Isbell day. Isbell. He's the killing fucking it on Twitter. But he had a great tweet the other day
2: about, about that instrument? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it's really like
0: good. Being able to afford an instrument and being able to afford to learn how to play it is a privilege. Just because somebody happens to only have a shitty computer that they use for school that their parents scraped together every dime that they could to get them so they could have a good education and like yeah. have the internet. Just because that's the only tool they have doesn't make the music any less valid, doesn't make it any less artistic or creative. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, it's, it's just so fucked, man. And it's, like, I guess the way forward for us white people is we have to have long, hard conversations with ourselves. So what I've been doing, any friend of mine that I consider a good enough friend to have a tough conversation with, and that I know, like to have a tough conversation with, I just go up to him like, hey, there's no judgment on the other side of this. It's, there will only be guidance. Yeah. What are you doing to help? Point blank. Yeah. And if you're not doing anything, we're going to fix that because that's the issue. It's like, there's so much complacency and I think, I think complacency and it, I think that not caring about things that don't personally affect you, I think that con- honestly might kind of be human nature, but it's not good. And yeah. that's a, that's a behavior that we need to unlearn. Yeah. And that's a behavior that most people do unlearn. Or at least most good people unlearn.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's... A, I've been doing a lot of doing that looking in the mirror the last several days. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I've been proud of how I've lived my life and how I've carried my life uh-huh. and how I've interacted with uh, people that don't look like me. And I mean, just even still. Even yeah. then. huh I mean, I just... There's
0: always something we could be doing better.
2: Even then, man. uh I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's not, I don't, guilt for just the lack of a better term, but it's really just learning how to reconcile it, um, you know, I, I just, I helped my grandfather die last week, and I did make a lot of ground with that man as he grew but he died a racist, you know?
0: Wasn't born a racist, what,
2: though. Yeah, no, well... And that, I mean, yeah, you're right. He wasn't a born a baby. He was born into it. Yeah. He was born in El Dorado, Arkansas, which uh, Bill Clinton in his autobioc- autobiography called the epicenter of racism in America. Uh, my family is from the South, Kentucky or Arkansas, or further South than that. My name is Lee. Yeah. My name is Lee. My grandfather's name is Robert Lee Kimbrell. Um and and I and I have been that kid who grew up in it, and it's like, my family isn't hateful, right? It's not. It's never been overt. Uh, I never heard my parents say anything, like, disgusting or crass or anything like that. But it's still... I mean, I went to public schools. Tate's Creek's, yeah. like, 50-50. Even then, it's still... I'm just looking myself in the mirror, and it's just like, what more... What more? What else? I just... The quarantine left me feeling completely helpless. Yeah. Like, it really got me depressed. Yeah. Just like, who am I and what the fuck am I doing here? Like, if, if you know, if this is a movie, I'm a fucking unpaid extra. Who You know? Yeah. And it makes me... And it, it's really freaked me out. I don't know. I mean, I... I have... I've been active throughout all this. You just left... Wanting to do more, wishing you could do more, and, and not exactly knowing what to do.
0: Like, that's the thing, it's, it's so big. And that's the thing, it's, it's just, it's so goddamn big. Like, once you watch that movie, it's like, it really becomes apparent just like, what does systemic racism mean? Yeah. It's so much more than people crossing the street. It's so much more than police brutality, although that is a big part of it.
2: I watched this video that was really interesting. It was this uh, uh, Muslim American talking about uh, brown conservatives and you know middle people from the Middle East and Asia and all this when they immigrated to America, they were given, you know, killer fucking treatment you couldn't if you were coming from india or pakistan you couldn't get into america unless you had a certain level of education and a certain amount of gross income this that and the other and they were set up they experienced plenty of prejudice because of their skin but it's not the institutionalized kind yeah because when we were bringing we america were bringing in people from other parts of the world we needed to prop up a couple brown groups so that we could point to them and say, they're no, look, yeah. no, look, they're not being held back because they're brown, they're, and then point at the black community, but they are being chained down by, you know, all just so much legislature. It's uh-huh. just so deeply ingrained. I mean, and now, dude, today the FBI f- just fully acknowledged that the KKK has infiltrated the police force across America. Of
0: course. Of that- course. <sighs> it's... It's just so overwhelming but the reality is it's like it is going to take every single one of us hitting those streets until we need to disrupt everything to the point that it is burnt down and when you look at somebody like Bernie Sanders who the entire political system went up against him no wonder why because he's trying to destroy everything because it's fucked up Yeah, and it's at a certain point the tides will change but I'm tired of I'm tired of the mentality of, you know what, let's just get through these four years and we'll figure it out. No, it's it has to stop now. There's no more waiting time.
2: And, and there will be... It will be uncomfortable. Yeah. It is uncomfortable. Any kind of change, any kind of flux is uncomfortable, especially when you're talking about... I mean, the change that we want right now is like all encompassing. It will change it will it'll change, change the way Yeah, yes, exactly. That and that I think that's another reason why some of these moderates who don't hold hate in their heart, but you know, our cousins, our our aunts and our uncles who are up in the suburbs looking down, they it's it's too uncomfortable. That's the problem right now is uh-huh. people aren't willing to make the sacrifices. It's,
0: they're the ones who say you know what? Like, yeah, the looting's fucking terrible. Like, I I just can't get behind the looting. Like, it's terrible what happened. To, why is that your order of things? Yeah. Why like, Why are you more concerned with property damage than human life well, loss? Well, the
2: reason because they it's are is because that's America, and it's the cost of being in America, or that's what they've yep. been told. It's they're desensitized to it. It's like, yeah, every 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 couple weeks, every month, you, you on the news, the news before this, there would be a news cycle of hashtag whichever innocent black person was murdered. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you just it happens so often. It's like school shootings. You know? You guys it, just got numb. It, it's like twenty five kids get mowed down in an elementary school in your backyard and you're like, Boy, the world sure is crazy. Instead of thinking this can't happen anymore, right?
1: We need gun reform. Yeah. And instead, here's the thing that the problem with that is, instead of fixing the problem, they throw cops in front of the buildings and they put metal detectors in the buildings and not fix the main issue. Is like, hey, maybe not everyone should have a gun. Yeah. I'm not saying that guns are a bad thing. I'm saying, you know, there are people out there that should not have them or access well, to them. And with that, a big thing that
0: I've been wondering. With all of this happening, and I am absolutely not advocating for violence of any kind. Let me just preface this by saying that. That being said, when you have a militarized police force assaulting peaceful protesters and ruining lives and just all of the terrible shit, I mean, just the... Just the level of corruption and terrible shit that's happened to people of all races during these protests is enough to want change. But with all of that happening, where are these so-called good guys with guns? Yeah. Where are they? Where are they to defend American citizens? Well the good from guy, the, military the good guys, the good
2: guys with guns are if you consider yourself a good guy with a gun, You're, it means you didn't pass the physical to become a cop. You know, yeah. if you're the if you're on the neighborhood watch and you're a good guy with gun, you're you're team blue. You're oh. not gonna go down there and, and, and pick and mm-hmm. you know start yeah. doing that.
1: Or there's a good guy with a gun who's a good guy and knows, hey, if I take this gun down to this peaceful protest, uh-huh. it's gonna get all the yeah, it's gonna ruin everything that we're yeah. fighting towards. Yeah. So you're we're both right in that situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's just, um, it's just bonkers. I mean, like even listening to what. Friend of the pod suite, baby boy, Schubert posted about. Mm. Just being locked up and in jail for 13 hours. Do you know Katie Vioxx?
0: No. Same exact thing. Like, now she's being charged with, like, extra shit
2: for no reason. Our friend... What? Our friend Bridget Denman. Yeah. ...was arrested on the first nights of the protests. She's a transgender woman, and prison is is a... pretty horrific place for uh, a trans person anybody she uh they tried to put her with the with males and she wouldn't do it and they stuck her in solitary confinement for 10 hours are you serious Bridget did fucking 10 hours that's a rights violation oh well I was talking with a buddy of ours a a comic call him an open micer Connor yeah. Lawren
1: <laughs> Oh, sweet Connor. Yeah, yeah,
2: he's a great kid. I fucking like Connor a lot. But he came over, and uh, there's will inevitably be a, a class action lawsuit brought brought against the CPD. Good, mm-hmm. uh, because I mean there were. He said that there were. He was in. He was being held with four hundred people. In the parking lot outside of uh-huh. the justice, no Center. bathrooms,
0: no food, forty no water. degrees,
2: no bathrooms. He said after no blankets he, and you couldn't. He could. He came over and he couldn't sit down because the the police officers wouldn't let people lay down. You had to sit on your butt the entire time, and uh, he said after about five or six hours, it was just a river of urine in the Corona conscious world. Everyone's sitting there just soaked in everyone. And
0: cops not wearing masks.
1: It's like
2: standing above them, jeering them.
1: And Mm -hmm. you have the local news, WCPO interviewed whoever the head of the, of the justice center said, Oh yeah, we gave them breakfast. We gave them blankets, like just straight up lying, saying that the conditions were good. (sighs) Did you guys watch that city council meeting the other day? I did. No. So this is
0: a tough thing to wade into because the two people that had this back and forth were both black men. But one of the black city council members was talking to the police chief and said that the police chief, in the struggles that he went through to I saw rise that. through the force from being a cop to being the police chief, that he had a knee on his neck. Shut the fuck up,
2: dude. Yeah, that's just what? rubbing dirt in the face
0: it just who
2: did you send that in the group where did I hear that yeah
0: it's just like dude like what the like it's and and that's the thing it's like even people in power that should be sympathetic just don't get it and like then you have leaders like Drew Brees that just completely don't like just willingly ignorant intentionally ignorant and it's just it's this has to stop now
2: well at that point it's not I mean he'll claim it is but at that point, it's not ignorance. Ignorance is, Genuinely is not, not knowing. knowing. That That's ignorance. It, it's it's like blasphemous to just come out and... If you know better. And I can't remember. Somebody tweeted, and a guy who used to play with Breeze. It, not a huge name. Joe Horn? Or no, Marcus Colston. Col- no, it, it was someone... He, he said, I am." I mean,
0: the entire NFL. Yeah, team.
2: exactly. But yeah. somebody said, Drew Breeze is... You know, he was my teammate. I considered him a friend. I had an intellectual conversation yeah. with him in a in a cold bath. And he was like, he said, at Drew Brees, like, you know what stance you're taking on this. Like, I've talked with you. You're a smart man. You understand. Like, you took the time to sit in a cold tub with two hours with a black man and talk to him about it. Yeah. And then you come out there and do it what? so you won't lose your goddamn, yeah. like, Slim Jim sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's
0: just bullshit right. fake solidarity, and it's just... It's really fucked, man. It's like... Drew, a, any white athlete owes the world to their black teammates. Like, especially Drew Brees, who... A, a god-tier quarterback, don't get me wrong, but, like, think about all the great receivers he's had. Think about fucking Mike Thomas prolonging his career. Like, yeah. it's yeah. just... It's, it's fucked, man. It's just, like... For him to just... In, very, like... And I I said this on Twitter. He's had 20 years in the NFL and four years at a Big Ten school in Purdue. Conservatively, he's had 20 media training sessions. He knew exactly what he was doing, and that's the fucked up part.
2: Yeah. Exactly. That's why I say it's not ignorance. No, exactly. It's It's, blatant.
0: Yeah, it's blatantly and intentionally missing the point because
1: you don't want to. You don't want to. You're uncomfortable. He was just... I don't even think it was just that. I think And it's making it about him. I think it was just too much of an error thinking about... The flag in America, where instead of getting the point, and that Dude, was, it's a not like and it was a Dallas. choice. He plays in Dallas.
2: My man plays in New Orleans. Ooh, right, he should. It's, like the, get it's it. like the number one most disenfranchised city of black people in the fucking country.
1: I know, and he just fucking whiffed, whiffed, and also, you know, I don't know. Even if he would have said that, like a year ago, it wouldn't have gotten as hot, and people would have been like. Oh yeah, that's just you know, you know that's just a, a white player taking a stance, and now it's like, hey bud, you better be careful. But like also, he, I think he just told hes not dumb. I think he just missed the point, and I do, I do intentionally, think, and I don't think it was intentional. Drew Brees,
0: yeah, dude, he has had. I really, I think he, he was, was just
1: being, not just. I think he was just more worried about. You know, oh well, the flag and my father was in, was in the army, like my grandfather before him, and like, and then just missed the point and just stood up more for the American flag than that, which is well, insane. So, so he missed the point. So think about it this way: Okay, I was about
0: to make this point, um, and it goes hand in hand. There's a whole like genre of people that are just like, oh, I'm sick of the political correctness, blah blah. blah. It is not your place to determine what is is or isn't okay to say about another group of people. Right. And it is certainly not Drew Brees's place to tell others what their protest was about. It is a fucking mm-hmm. flag. You can buy them at Walmart. You yeah. You can put them on a T-shirt. It it stands for things, sure. Yeah. But like, also think about it from this perspective. Yeah, Drew Brees. You're a white dude who was made millions of dollars and lives in a gorgeous home with your white family. That flag means a lot different, a lot of different things to you than it does to black people. Agreed. That it does to LaTroy Hawkins, who was interviewed, the Athletic did a panel on uh, talking to black major leaders. That flag means a whole lot of different things to LaTroy Hawkins, who would go to police stations with his family when he first got traded somewhere to introduce them so that he didn't have to worry about this. His
2: son getting killed.
0: Yeah. That flag means a whole lot of different things to Drew Brees than it does to every black parent who has to tell their parents, this is how you behave when you get pulled over. Yeah, That flag means a whole lot different to Drew Brees than it does, I saw something on fucking, on something Twitter today, there is a shortcut that you can download for your iPhone for when you get pulled over, it turns off your music, it starts recording, it darkens the screen, and then it automatically uploads everything to Google Drive, and it also sends your location to your emergency contact. We, the, us three that shouldn't exist the, us three we will never have to understand Why I wouldn't even know
2: that it existed
0: us three don't we have no need for that yeah for me uh, my, my my police run in I was in New York City on tour uh, we had a day off the day after a show and we were going to a Mets game and I didn't even think about it I just we had a whole day in the city so I just woke up jumped off the bus went down to, went in Manhattan ate everything I had my box cutter in my pocket that I use every day to open boxes. Yeah. Undercover cop pops me. Uh, I didn't... Well, let me rephrase this. We're walking into this. Pops you doing what? We're walking into the subway, and I hear somebody taps me on the shoulder. Hey, is that a knife in your pocket? Yeah, it is. All right, need to see some ID. I go, uh, what's going on? He says, I'm with the NYPD. I say... And I say in this... Undercover? Yeah. I say in this tone of voice, it's verbatim. I said, sir... With all due respect, I have no way of knowing if that's true. Do you have a badge or some form of identification? At that point, he says, you know what? You could have just said, yes, sir, no, sir. I would have said, oh, you didn't know any better. Put it in your backpack and go on your way. But no, you had to be a smart ass. At that point, I said, sir, I'm genuinely not trying to be a smart ass. I just am very uncomfortable. I've never been in a situation like this. He then pulls out a badge and goes, yeah, now do you believe me? Was and like, at that yes, point, at that point I go, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He goes, yeah, but you just had to be a smart ass. So at that point I start walking away. Because he hasn't said anything, he grabs me from behind and says, "Are you resisting arrest?" <coughs> that in and of itself, that is my white privilege because if I was black, I would have been fucking dead. Yeah. Right then and there, the second I walked away, there would have been a bullet in my head. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. And that's just that, that kind of shit's fucked. And then I then he, he's like, I said, "Sir, I would be more than happy to talk to you with a uniformed officer present." Pulls me over to the uniformed cops. Go through everything. Blah, 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 blah. Put me in the back of the car. The the undercover one that arrested me was back inside. The two cops that were in the front of the car, they turn around and go, hey, man, look, we know you were just standing up for your rights. We don't think, like, we know what's happening here. We're going to try and get you through this as quick as possible. The fact that, like, the fact that, like, Okay, then do something yeah, about Yeah, exactly. It, right? I'm, and I, I'm still
2: a, in cuffs in the back of a car yeah. right now. Yeah,
0: and it's like, look, like, they like, said, we can't do it, like, uh, all I'm fully aware, the fact that it even got that far without me being shot down is my privilege. Right. right. There's just, it's so fucked. And, like, all these things happening with the protests. The other night here in Cincinnati, people running in cuffs, hey, you guys need to go home. Yeah, 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 we will go home. Just, like, don't gas us. Like, we will go home. Okay, go turn down Ohio Street and go home that way. There's a fucking SWAT team at the bottom of the hill yep. Gas, like, that gasses everybody and then cuffs them. Like, what the fuck? In New York, uh, two, I think it was two nights ago, the cops, like, trapped people under on a bridge. On Manhattan Bridge. bridge. Yeah, on, on the Manhattan, 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 on the Manhattan bridge. bridge. And it took fucking, like, congresspeople going down there. Like, it's just, it's so asinine and insane. It just, it's, enough's fucking enough. It's like, it's, again, being a cop is a job. If you are bad at your job, you get fired, period. Mm-hmm. But because of unions, because of all this other bullshit, that's not an option. We need to be hitting the streets and raising hell peacefully and respectfully, raising hell until we disrupt things enough that they don't have a fucking choice. Yeah. Yeah. Until Trump's out of office, until Mitch McConnell's out of there, until every greasy Republican that's in those allocated. Dude, is out of there.
2: and it's like it couldn't psychologically, it makes things seem uh, like more dire and scary just cu- with all of this piggybacking right off the quarantine. But it ends up being like a huge benefit because what, y'all, what you're saying, Danny, about how we need to, you know, uh, cripple things, it, it was already pretty well fucking crippled yeah. before all of this happened. America was on a complete... I mean, if you're just talking like money-wise, yeah. if you're just talking the economy... It was. T- it's teetering on the fucking edge. Now, you know, if people stop supporting these businesses that are funding the Trump uh, uh, election process or yeah. you know, all of that thing, I mean, yeah. just any moves like that are going to be amplified now just because of the state that well, we're and, already in. Like, look,
1: look at this, like, I mean, there, it got leaked that Yum Foods donated to the Trump campaign. It's like, now people aren't going to eat at Wendy's, Taco Bell, KFC. Long John Silver's, KFC, like, They just aren't going to go now. They're like, well, if that's where that money's going, then I'm not going to eat there.
2: And this is why it's so fucking, like, that's why it's so convoluted and scary. It's like, yes, don't go and eat at your Wendy's that is employed by 85% black people. Yeah. Let's go ahead and close that store down, you know? So, I mean, what do you do? Well, and, like,
0: that's another thing. Like, I could not—the reason why property damage and looting happens— there's two reasons. Reason one, if you are shouting for hundreds of years and no one hears you, make noise in another way, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Two, Yeah. I saw this on Twitter today, uh, the way that advertising works and the way that consumerism and capitalism works is there are objects that are placed as goals, it is considered a symbol of status and success mm-hmm. to have a sports car. Yeah. It is considered a symbol of status and success to have a Louis Vuitton bag. A bat. chain. Yeah. So when, Rolex. So when oh. shit hits the fan, that's a perfectly natural response. Like, fuck you! I am not able to achieve this object that is. So I'll cons- destroy it. So I'll destroy it and I'll yeah. take it. So that's the thing. And I. But the other thing. Again, I'm clearly like if. If you are of the conviction, I will never be on. Un- I will never understand what it feels like to not be heard in that level. I'm not going to judge anyone for doing that. That being said, I don't understand why the why why everybody just tore through OTR when Kroger and Great American are right down the road. Yeah, I, like if you yeah. like, like, there are so many businesses that were already like truly reeling from the uh, pandemic, and this
2: is now they're done.
0: And now they're done. When it's like, you could literally burn the Kroger headquarters to the ground, and they y- they will feel it for sure. But they'll be fine. But like, there's a lot of businesses that won't be. And uh, I don't think that I'm not certainly not every business owner should have this mentality. But I saw a, a an owner of an Indian restaurant in Minneapolis. He said, and this is loosely paraphrasing. He said, it is it was it is an honor to have my business destroyed. For I saw cost. that. Yeah. And that's fucking I saw awesome. that. That yeah. was fucking and That's fucking dope. awesome. And I'm not trying to tell anybody how to feel. But that's awesome. But like, I don't know. Like, there's just, there's an unbelievable amount of nuance to it. And mm. it's, it's just, it's so, I mean, it's hundreds of years of shit that we need to undo. Like, our country was quite literally built on slave labor. Yeah. Like, we got to undo that. And it's like, as, as a, this all like, the reason why, like, one of the one of many reasons why I'm so fired up about all this is, as a Jew, I would not exist if, my, if America turned down my great-grandparents from escaping Poland before the Nazis took over. Right. I owe my life to this country. I love this country because of that. Because I literally wouldn't exist if America wasn't, at least in advertisements, land of the free, home of the brave. So when I see that I had that right, and that my family has prospered here because
1: of that... But at the same time, others aren't? That's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I agree. You know what's crazy? Like, to piggyback off what the said about the Indian, owner, the Indian restaurant owner in Minneapolis, the city council of Seattle came out and they were like, we understand the pain that you all are going through, and we understand the looting, so go out there and make your voices be heard. Basically, they just said, go for it, we'll take care of it. And the well, city I... is going to take care of those damages. That's like that's a progressive yeah. approach and guess what when you have leaders come out and say that kind of shit guess what doesn't happen uh-huh looting yeah. destruction of property because they're like oh well if, if it's not i mean if oh, they're because, here because oh Maine, we're heard
2: yeah perfect we've been seen yeah cool
1: we'll just keep so, marching I, I you know like it you know what happened to the store sucks like uh-huh you know to cincy shirts on on Maine, but like you know that's that that's a part of it and you know what you did you immediately released shirts and donated to the cause. Yep, we immediately released a shirts going to the OTR uh, relief fund, and people heard that, they're like, cool, they're giving back instead of being afraid and shuddering.
0: Dude, I, fucking, I posted my Seth Town shirt on the Ohio State Basketball subreddit, and somebody with the username, not very original, commented, oh, so is this money going to bail out protesters or looters? And I just replied, yeah, not very original indeed, fuck you. <laughs> like dude like
2: yeah the looting is is the effect it is it is it's it's only it's an effect it's not a it's not causing this looting is not causing more chaos down downtown or uh, across if cops would
0: stop killing if cops would stop gunning down countless black people in the streets there wouldn't be looting it's the effect like and it's like again like If you are screaming for hundreds of years and aren't heard, what the fuck else are you going to do? Right. Because they're not, like, they aren't, like, our best interests as, like, normal, like, lower middle class white people, our best interests aren't even represented by the government. No. How about people that have been, like, intentionally manipulated to contribute to our economy by slave labor, both literally as slaves... On plantations, and then now in the prison industrial complex, like, what the fuck do you want to happen? Like, I'm not mad about the looting. Like, it's a, I I feel, I feel, I feel for you guys. Like, I I think it's possible to do both. It's like, I do feel bad for the small independent businesses that are suffering, but like, I understand it and I support it. Like, what the fuck else is anyone supposed to do? Right. It's clear over the hundreds of years that this country has existed, that money is the only way to get anything done. So, yeah, fuck up the money. Yeah. Fuck
1: up the money. What's the, money what's, up. what's the blackout Tuesday where uh, people of minorities will not be spending any money whatsoever that day? And it'll cost, what, the uh, business owners $10 trillion? Was that July 10th? Is that the plan? That's So that's how you do it. So that's a small start. I don't know. I just... I just know that Cincinnati's gotten dragged pretty hard through this. We ha- we went this city went viral twice for like well, Cincinnati. The wrong reasons. we have such a deep history. It's of a this. real oh, yeah. real it's, Cincinnati it's hot is bed.
2: god is goddamn almost segregated. I taught up at Mount Healthy, and it was uh, greater than ninety percent black. Yeah, it was an all black school. Yeah, I taught six classes a day, and in five of them, I was the only white face. Yeah, it's a segregated school. Yeah, I mean Cincinnati. The countries are cities all across the country are this way, but Cincinnati in particular. I mean, don't get it twisted. Uh There's two. There's there's two parts of Vine Street. You know, there's like yeah. two or three t- completely distinct... Neighborhoods on
1: one street. Don't yeah.
2: look like the same city. Dude, look at
1: Republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Republic. Republic's the perfect example. Yeah. One, where Timothy Thomas got murdered. And two, one side of the street has um, the, the, the Homeless Coalition and l- low-end housing. And a park
2: full of people strung oh. out on drugs. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then on the other side... Half to seven hundred and fifty five thousand dollar condos. Yeah. It's like so wild. And Salazar's there. I mean, look, Jose is a good is a great dude. I'm not calling him out in any way, shape, or form, but it's a high end restaurant. It's fine dining. Yeah. And then down the street you have you you had what was that? Two fires on this in the same night, or yeah. you know, you check citizen, there's always there's always something going on there on the other side of the street. It's crazy. That's and it's economic segre- segregation so, and it's bullshit.
0: I mean, look look at Clifton. It's like Clifton is like three fucking places, and it's like
1: yeah, and with, with your okay. Gaslight District, mm-hmm. and then you have Ohio. Street. Yeah, it's wild. It's this and like I so I wrote
0: an email to the clerk of council to I think the way that works is they forward it around, and that's what I said. I sent said an email. I was like, hey. We have such a profoundly bleak history with this stuff already. Y'all have two options right now. Darwin's coming for you one way or another. Like, Darwin will come for you. Like, this is what's going to happen. You will either do the right thing or you will be made – you will be a mockery of it. You will be a mocked for the rest of your lives and you will be voted out of office and you will be spit on by everyone in the city because it's we fucking had enough. Yeah, Like – it, and, like, even look at – like, look at the way downtown was made. Like, Over the Rhine is downtown, and they kept the stadiums away from, like, the heart of it, you know? It's yeah. like it's, – it's just mind-numbing, and it's just so big, and it's like, fuck, man. Like, enough – like, at what point do – at what point do the people that make these decisions stop being human beings? Like, the other day somebody, like, talked to me about – I was talking to somebody about Mitch McConnell – and they said, yeah, he's pure evil. And I said, I think in order to be evil, you have to have a soul. Yeah. yeah. In order to be evil, you have to know what good is, and I just don't think he's capable yeah, of that. Yeah, that's no, the he's difference
2: between, like, evil and, like, just truly just malevolent, or whatever word I'm yeah. looking for.
0: Trump it's, is the same way. Yeah, no, yeah. like,
2: broken, sociopathic. Yeah. You're talking about, like, I mean, he's, this is, it, it's not even like, oh, man, aren't we so, it's like, he... His brain is decaying and he's a psychopath. Yeah. He's He's a
1: capitalistic greed, money, just monger. Yeah. And he's the definition of white privilege. Yeah. He is the epitome of it with his father giving him his fortune. With his father giving him a small $1 million loan to get started. Yeah.
2: Just get it going.
1: Just to get it rolling. Just fucking bananas, dude. So and he's that. I mean, even what what Andrew posted today about Trump in the early eighties at, at one of his, his at all of his casinos, um, if he was coming, they hid all of the black employees.
2: Yeah. Just I he didn't want to
1: see it. Fuck that. And then Nixon sued his ass for not renting out to black people. Uh-huh. Fleck, Nixon. Nixon.
0: Nixon. Like, like, yeah, Richard Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Nixon who started the war on drugs <laughs> yeah. specifically to incarcerate black people. A key, like, crackdown on Trump for yeah. being right. Ra- like, and Trump is now the president. Like, that is how ingrained this is in our country. That
1: shit like that is just forgotten about. And you know how the prison complex really has peaked, and the, where it is now, it's fucking because of Bill Goddamn Clinton.
2: Don't get it twisted.
1: Isn't that insane to think about how much we regard him as a great president, but yet he fucking poured the bri- the concrete to make that wall to make this uh, this complex a shit show. Yeah. Made it all privatized. It's easier. It's easier to be privatized. When you're as a democrat and a liberal, you're supposed to have the government help out in any way possible. And yet he fucked that up and did that. That's insane. Well, it's like looking at JCPenney, like they pulled the second
0: it went public that the, their entire workforce pretty much was in prison. Like they pulled out of it. Like you know it's not okay. Yeah. You know it's not okay. And it's like some somebody in thirteenth said uh, that at this point it's like so much of our economy depends on it. it. It just it there's so many issues that just stack up here. Okay, so you these companies will go under if they can't afford to pay people correctly. Okay, then go under, fuckers. Yeah, that's yeah. bad business. Yeah, that's exactly. called not knowing how yeah, to your ship business work.
2: model's broken. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: If you if if you can't afford to pay people. Minimum wage to do your shit for you, then you're bad at your job and yeah. you shouldn't have it. Right? I even
2: hate the phrase minimum yeah. wage. It's yeah. so insulting you're to, to pay somebody the minimum. The minimum. Yeah. You call it minimum wage. Yeah. You're just gonna be that on the nose with yeah. it. You, you're just gonna you're just gonna look at you know millions of Americans and be like, we are paying you the minimum.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also them like when, right, right off what you said. Like they're basically looking at you and saying. Legally, if I could, I would pay you so much less. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Half of this. I don't need you. You just need to be a body in here. I hate that term. Like, ah, we just need bodies in here. I'm like, like, "Like, fuck you. That's a person (laughs) with a name and feelings and pets at home. Well, and
0: then adding on to that, like a big argument is always, oh, like black people could get like. If they want, like why do they why don't why are they why don't they get a better job? If they're like so like if they're complaining so much about working at McDonald's, why don't they get a better job? Well, it's not really an option when you're already <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck. Oh, they could go to college and get a better job. No, they can't. Okay, can. so the no. entire college system, which was also pretty much privatized and is so fucked up. Damn well broken and insane. Destro- no shit. and completely crippled our entire job. Thank fuck I didn't go to college. Dude, same. One hundred percent, completely crippled our entire generation. None of us are going to like it. It will be exceptionally rare for anyone in the millennial generation to buy a home. When that, like, what, what do you mean, quit and go to college? How how are you going to pay for hundreds of thousands, like a hundred thousand dollars worth of college?
2: Much less having to live, yeah, during that intermediate period.
0: Yeah, you have to live. You have like it, it's it's designed to fail. Like the system was set up. Like, quite literally, it was intentionally set up for the black community to fail and rinse and repeat. They can't get a better job. They can't go to school. They can't live in a nice part of town. So they live where they live, and they sell drugs because they have to make money to pay rent. Then they get arrested, and then they go to jail. Yeah. And then they're labeled li- a felon, and then they can't vote. And then rinse and repeat. It's so fucked up. Yeah. It just... The, this whole thing was created to remove the, to remove the humanity... From black people. Period.
2: That was the whole point of it.
0: Yep. Remove the humanity and continue slavery
1: by rebranding it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you look at it, if you think about it, like, black lives matter rules. All lives matter, go fuck yourself. But every corporation looks at us us and say, no life matters. Human capital stock. No life matters. We are just a demographic, dude. That's all we are so we can sell shit.
2: Human capital
0: stock.
1: That's it. I saw a tweet
0: today. I've just been, like... it sucks cuz like i i i would much rather be in my backyard hitting baseballs and learning how to hit fungos so that i don't make an ass of myself when i start coaching this summer but i it's not an option there's so much shit going wrong and it's like i saw a tweet earlier saying all lives for anybody like that says all lives matter okay so on 911 if i were to say all buildings matter how would you feel about that yeah that's yeah.
2: from um uh... That Michael that's uh I saw that tweet too. Yeah. yeah. Not that this really matters, but it does. Yeah. Uh, that is that is from Michael Chase last album. Yeah,
1: his last yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's that's one I recommend to watch. It's so good. He fucking knocks it out of the park. He's talking about it, it. it could not be more it seems like he recorded it yesterday. Yeah. And it's like three years old. It's really good.
1: It's so poignant.
0: And like what what we were talking about the Dave Chappelle thing earlier and how patient and understanding and warm he was with that white woman that was heckling him that just didn't get it. And, like, I I think that's very admirable, and I think that's incredible, and that's an incredible, incredibly selfless gesture of him to have the time for that. But, like, I don't fault, like, that shouldn't be a, like, people shouldn't have to be educated on this. Yeah. And, like, I am am fully guilty of that myself. Like, I I would say that the three of us, we are much more, like, socially aware than the average person. Yeah. But, like, still, like, it, that kind of thing, like the fact that it isn't just baked into every person to just be fucking decent and like to try and be understanding and try to have empathy, like that, that's fucked up. Capitalism ruined everything. It ruined college. It ruined empathy. It ruined the lives of. And like, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, socialism buzz blah blah blah. blah but, like, when the, the reality is, the upper class. Of this society, live in a socialist society. Yeah, and it's very intentional. Yeah, because it makes sense, and it's far too far gone for that. We are not going to just suddenly snap our fingers and elect AOC, and then suddenly this war- we will live in a socialist country. That's not going to happen. It will no, no. It's never going to happen. And like I, th- and I think that. But but that being said, we need to. This is going to be the most like galaxy brain like dumb thing but like you guys are gonna know what i'm saying we need to find the middle of the venn diagram between capitalism and empathy because that is that is what america is that is what america should be
2: yes at its best that's what it is capitalism gives people when given like you know the 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 a fair chance capitalism allows you to through your work improve your life In that system, that is good, but we just need to make sure that everybody at least is playing with the same fucking rules.
1: Right, but it's also... It's the
2: same opportunity. But then
1: you also have to change basic human nature, which is embedded in humans, that there needs to be a part of us that says that I'm better than that person. right? And that... The people who are at the top have gotten that gotten there because they've said, I'm better than this person, and then put them in their place and found a way to create a cage around them to keep them there. And then step on them to further, you know, to get higher. Well, not even step on them. Put their knees on their throat. Yeah. That's where, they're, that's where we're at with this. So you're not going to blow it up completely. So the first step is eradicate the FOP, demilitarize the police, And I think the easiest first step is, like, what you said, man. If you are going to be a policeman, you need to live in that neighborhood. And you need to fucking get it.
0: And also, like, just... There needs to be so much more emphasis placed on the psychological aspect of it. Because, look, like... When... I'm trying to think of how I want to say this. Because the original way I was going to say it would not have sounded good. But when people commit crimes, when people... And, like, this is not – this does not apply to, like – No one thinks
2: you're coming from the wrong side. You can speak freely and we get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This does not apply to domestic abuse. This does not apply to, like, murder, anything like that. But, like, when people are selling drugs, when people are stealing, when people are breaking and entering, anything like that, they're doing it for a reason. And I'm not saying – yeah, it's purely survival. Survival police officers need to understand that and they need to approach it from that aspect. Hey, you need you definitely you're going to be punished for this, but this punishment or this punish like the 13th said it well. It's not enough for America to take somebody's liberty as a punishment. They then must be punished further. And that's not okay. It is I I'm not saying that people shouldn't be punished for their actions. People shouldn't go to jail. It's just that hey, what, what is the point of jail? The point of a punishment...
2: You would like to hope that it would be rehabilitation. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right. When somebody... The point of being punished is to learn from your mistake. It's not to suffer. If, some, if you kill somebody, if you do something heinous, yeah, absolutely, you should suffer. But if you're selling drugs, that's... It, it's like... That's a whole other discussion, but, like... Yeah, well,
2: Walter White started selling drugs, exactly. and America fell in love with him. And exactly. the only reason yeah. he started cooking and selling meth Out of is necessity. because he had to. And there are so... Dude, em- I'm so
0: glad... That's you such know, a good way to put it.
2: You know it. what I'm saying? It's like, we. It's like, oh, yeah, look. He was backed into a corner. He had no other choice. His hands were tied because of the system that he was within. So he started cooking meth to save his family.
1: Yeah. Look. Well,
2: dude, that's every fucking kid selling crack on the corner in yeah. Avondale. It's all of them. Uh-huh. It's all of them. Yeah. Like, that money, they might be driving a nice car and have a chain on, but better believe that most of that money is just going right back to their mom, who, by the way, is working three fucking jobs. Look at you every... Look, look, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's,
0: it's so fucked. Look, right. look at, like, most NFL players. The second they sign their rookie deal, they're buying their it's parents' It's gone. Yeah. Like, that's what this is. It's, like, it's survival, and it's the human instinct to persevere. And it's beautiful. It shouldn't be like it should like. It's beautiful in that sense, but like that shouldn't be like what people have to do. Mm. If there were equal opportunities, they wouldn't have to do that. Right. If they weren't just shit on and stomped on. Constantly by every single component of our government yeah. and country. Well, look at,
1: look at that. Remember Hard Knocks when it was the Browns? Yeah. Remember the, the defensive end who had to sit all the rookies down and sat them down and was just like, look, this is how you're supposed to use your money. Once you get this paycheck, invest it here, spend it here, take a little bit for yourself to spend and buy something stupid, but you need to invest and do it this way, work with your money. These guys were in college. Why weren't they taught that? Oh, wait, so they can just put it back into the system and keep funneling it back out.
2: We keep talking about systems and uh, education came up. Uh, I know it's a fact in Ohio and Kentucky. I don't know about other states across the country, but public schools are funded by the property tax from within their school district. Yeah. So schools in the hood get the funding... From Uh property taxes. That's exactly what happened in Nothing homes. Absolutely. Indian Hill, that public school, is getting the property tax on ten million dollar homes.
1: And think about this with with Cincinnati Public Schools, right? You're like, wow, there's a resurgence and over the Rhine, look at all these people coming down. Yeah, but all these people coming down and buying those super expensive condos, they get tax abatements.
2: Sending it back up to fucking Loveland.
1: No. It, they're, it's tax abated. Down here? Down here, if you were to buy a condo, you have, like, oh, even like there's one buy on the like corner.
2: real estate. Yeah,
1: stuff. like, right around the corner with your property tax. Yeah. Guess what? They have an abatement for 15 years if you buy that $1.7 million condo.
2: You don't have to pay tax? You don't to have
1: to pay property taxes or it's at a much reduced rate. So what's, it's not going back into the system but yet, these people are living high on the hog?
2: Yeah, already rich. Already rich. rich. Enough to buy a uh-huh. second condo do. downtown.
1: Right. So that's fucked up. That's what's bullshit. Uh-huh. I mean, all of it's bullshit. There's so much, it, and there's there's.
0: Uh, I want. to So
1: if okay, let's let's boil it down to this, and just try and keep it focused. If if we're doing this and we're protesting and we're and we're doing this, the first step was to make sure that all four of those policemen and held accountable. accountable, right. And then the people who went in and murdered Brianna Taylor are held accountable, and the list goes on and on and keeps the book open. What is what? What is the next step? Do we then go? We need to demilitarize the police force. Is I that the that's, next? I
0: step? think it's all the same conversation. I think it's all this. Like, it is all. Everything ties into another. Here, if you start holding these police officers accountable for their actions. There is no choice left but to enact all these other police force changes because the only way – the only way to stop these animals – and by these animals, I mean the police officers who have no regard for empathy or human life. Right. And again, we we talked – we touched on this earlier. I'm not saying all cops, but, like, the only way to get – the only way to move forward is if you start holding them accountable –
1: then the police force will thin out real quick. Yeah. Well, here's here's where absolutely. I you're absolutely right. But here is here's the issue. Watching Cincinnati, goddamn, they had they got all of the the, le- the leadership that was important. They had the attorney fucking general, the mayor of Cincinnati, the head of the FOP, the police chief sit down, and they wanted all of these reforms. You know what they got out of these reforms? They got more African-American, they wanted like... More black cops. They wanted more black cops. They wanted the cops that, if they lived in the neighborhood, if, like if you're working in the neighborhood, you need to be from that neighborhood. They needed to be completely retrained. They asked for a ton of stuff. You know what they got? A few more African-American cops, and the only thing that they, tra- they changed in their training was they can't just go up and pat you down and ask you what you're doing, and they can't just come out of a car with their gun pulled. That's it. And you even had, at that point, you know, you had the federal government who didn't want to be involved, involved. So you have to kind of keep focused and ask for the specific things you need that you think could be Easily fixed first, and then keep coming back to the table. You can't fix uh, it all at once. You've got you have to. You well, have to. That's what's to frustrating is that all of it. I, and it's I, all bad. And I can't
2: begin to, to understand the logistics of making changes at this scale. But like, they're they all seem like easy. No, that's six. what I'm saying. Like, like the I, eight I just things that we're calling for are does.
0: Yeah, like I I, I disagree right. with you on that, Billy, because it's like. I think that when we're talking... Like, when we're talking about, like, dismantling capitalism, yeah, that's, like, a step-by-step kind of thing. But when we're talking about, like, police reform, it's, like, as least... I don't think it's that fucking hard to, like... Like, I don't think... Like, I think it's as simple as you enact these changes, but period, first and foremost, as you said, these cops need to be held accountable. If you... If you turn off your body cam or cover it up, if you hide your badge number, if you are see if you if you are if you do any of this, if you do any violation, you are. I think we could all agree that person is bad at their job. Yep. Yeah, fired, done, end of story. So starting with get rid of that fucking union because they're fucking ghouls, and I think that if you uh, everything else is not a dramatic change, if you can start holding police accountable, because at that point it all does itself for you because I'm I'm not saying that the second you hold police accountable and enact some of these changes that, that murders of innocent people will stop, but it will, they'll have to at least think about it. They'll have to at least give it a thought because up until now, no one gave a
1: fuck because nothing's going to happen. Right. So that's what I'm, I'm with you on that. That's why I'm saying it stays focused and you go in with these few things And then eventually, like you said, it will fall into place and they will get changed. And it will be a lot quicker of change compared to where we are now. So, yeah, just if we stay focused and combined on what exactly we want done, those things get fixed, then we just keep going back to the table or they take care of themselves. So what? Number one, we want these men held accountable. We want them charged for murder and we want to break up or at least change a shit ton of the FOP. Like, we need to reform and be able to vote on it and have our voices being heard. Because that's fucking our money, going into that bullshit. Like, last year, the city of Cincinnati spent $225,000 on on the police department. Yet, it's got to be more than that. Yet, or their budget was 2225000 $2, Okay. So, if that's going into there, and we're closing and combining schools, and we're closing hospitals, like... Isn't that fucking wrong? Like, if I like last night, we're sitting out on our on our enjoying our white white privilege, sitting on our rooftop patio, right? And the minute at seven fifty five, we watch a chopper get up into the sky and fly around and shine its lights down and fucking fly around for two straight hours. I'm paying for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's we like a $400,000 paying... trip. Yeah. You know what needs to happen? Right. right. So, like, we as taxpayers should be able to be like, hey, fuck you. I'm not paying for that. This is wrong. And if the cops need – and ev- anything that a cop needs or the police department thinks that they need, that fucking goes on the ballot. And I want to see uh-huh. everything. I want to see that, that fucking receipt for everything that's going into that and be like, no, I'm not paying for you to have rubber bullets that are meant to break up people's feet, and you're shooting them in people's chests and in their eyes. That's whole The way rubber bullets are supposed to
0: work is you're supposed to shoot them at the ground and bounce up. Yep. But, anyways... And then people are just shooting them directly. This will require an unbelievable amount of organizing strength that, quite frankly, I don't think our country has right now. But if you want to fucking send... If we want to fucking send a message and we want to get this done immediately, 2020, no one pays taxes. Fuck them. They can't arrest all of us. If none of us pay... I mean, obviously, the fucking people that eat Trump's ass are going to pay taxes, but... Well, they aren't already. They aren't They're paying yeah, taxes. I haven't even
2: thought or heard of that idea.
0: I it literally just, like, what are they going to do if, like, even 30% of the country doesn't pay taxes? What? Are you going to put 30, like, and... So there's wh- a couple the, billion dollars? Yeah. What's the crime
1: for one year of tax evasion? I don't know. Let's ask Wesley Snipes. Yeah.
2: Which, by the way, let's ask Wesley Snipes, why do you think they got in his ass?
1: Right, no shit.
0: Like, that's, if, like, you guys, I, and I thought of it when you said, like, you guys made a great point. We pay for this. Like, that's, what I wanted, like, I, I was very tempted to start chanting this the other day, but it's, as a white guy, I have no interest in leading anything down there, because it's not my place, but, like, I wanted to start a we pay you chant. Because, like, we fucking do. We pay there you, There are employees. Yep. They are literally our employees. They work for us. They protect and serve us in theory. Serve. 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 Yeah. And you know what? If you go out to eat and your server fucks off the whole time, they don't fucking get a tip. Fuck them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no one hundred percent. So if some if a cop murders somebody, we as people should all hold him accountable. I made, um, but they're too afraid because yeah, they're backed by the FOP, which is disgusting.
2: This probably would have been a better interjection like 20 minutes ago when we were talking about the riots themselves. But I thought of like I thought of the metaphor of, you know who, okay, so people chirping and getting all up in arms about the looting and the rioting. That is the same thing how in basketball or in football, The guy who always gets the fucking flag or the foul called is the dude who's retaliating. Yep. It's, you know, it's the guy who's getting chippy, doing it on purpose, a.k.a. the fucking cops, and then when Ron Artest blasts you in the fucking head and puts you in a chokehold, it's Artest's fault. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like it's always the retaliation especially with the spin that the media is putting on it i mean it, it it's just it's fucking grotesque
1: wlt wlwt is going out and saying that and and everyone's backing it all of the news stations are saying that the pool, the someone got shot in their riot sheet in the in their in their helmet which isn't true they were being chased and, they, and where's the fucking being yeah where did and that the person happen? being chased threw a firecracker at him. What do you fucking do? If you can't handle an M eighty, then you should be working at a Long John Silver's. <laughs> yeah. fucking man. That's where right. you should be, motherfucker. It's, it's.
2: I'll take Captain D's any day.
1: Ooh, Captain D's is fire. Their fucking deep fried shrimp, that breading. Captain D's. God, is really? Damn, good. it's good. Yo, okay. Does it take forever? Have I sat in a Captain D's for thirty five minutes waiting for my food? Absolutely. Was but it worth was, it. Absolutely. Dude, I watched The Ugly Delicious last night about
0: uh, the relationship between Vietnam and Houston and Vietnamese. Oh, Japan it's such a good one.
1: But, like, that's the kind of, like, okay, sorry. Did you watch, wait, we did talk about this. The fried yeah. chicken one. Yeah, dude. Is great. What a show. God, I love his really good. Yeah. I... Action Bronson is... Oh, no, 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 David was Chang. David oh, Chang. Chang. You're oh, thinking yeah. of fuck that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Two very
0: different shows.
1: One has David Chang, and one has a very obese Rand Barnaclo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. But, yeah, I think that's... Um, that's I think that we once we focus and figure it out and get a start, then the rest will fall through. He, okay, I was saying this earlier. Cincinnati got dragged so hard by one, the police force putting up a Blue Lives Matter flag, With which well, is a, that down? Is that down? Have we seen? Is that don't been know. taken down? And two, the picture of the people eating at Bakersfield. Yeah, and then the protesters. Well, so I saw a response to that.
0: Which one? From the Bakersfield thing. From the, like, the, the journalist that posted it, Yeah. I guess he, like, followed it up with a quote from them. They said, hey, we immediately stood up and started, like, applauding. And, like, if we had known that there was um, protest, blah, blah, Which is a very dumb and priv- I'm not trying to justify it. I'm just saying... No, I, I, don't, I don't think it was as heinous as people... It is a stunning yeah, photo. Yeah.
1: I understand the people's point of view. Yes. But it's not... The best look. The the, no. pho- the
2: photograph is is stunning. You're right. Um, I didn't. I don't. I don't know where I stood. My my first gut check was. God, damn! Those silly kids are now retweeted five hundred thousand times at least. You know, and it's like, I don't look. know. I don't know.
0: I. I mean, I'm definitely not excusing it. I just don't. No, I'm not excusing their
2: behavior, but I mean, I I believe them that like they they stood up and acknowledged it and when they were pl- I mean that happened on what like last Monday?
0: So what 3 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah right. <laughs> I think no it was 2 shit, hours ago. Dude. No shit.
1: Like man. I said before, time moves so fast when it's standing still. Like, yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So, overall just kill your masters. Speaking of killing your masters, um 50 games or 110 <laughs> Ten games. I don't think it's happening. I think that there is no baseball this <sighs> I season. I agree. I There's just... There's no way, It's dude. not looking good. So this... I'm just going to feed because this... because of the greediness. I'm going to
0: feed this right back into the conversation that we've been having. Owners of Major League Baseball teams are no different than any other business owner. They do not give a fuck about the sport. They do not give a fuck about the players. They do not give Investment. a fuck about the tradition. It yeah. is purely business. And... If they don't think they can make the amount of money they want to make, they have no interest in putting it on.
1: Right, and they're going to sacrifice the players who this is all they know and that they do, and their time and one more year in the sport and one more way to prove themselves.
2: Yeah, dude, that's what I believe is that we're not going to see baseball. I would be shocked if there's a season. It would blow my
1: fucking mind. Right, considering the NHL and, and NBA and MLS are back. Already set. They're done. They're ready. They're like, all right, let's go. How, how crazy is it that the ownership, well, except for the MLS, that took a minute, and then they came to the table like, all right, here's the CBA. But how is it the NHL and NBA have such good relationships with their well, players? Well, to be fair, they had a lot less to deal with
0: than, than MLB. True. MLB has a full season and postseason and spring training to deal with. Yeah, NHL and NBA just are like, okay, we're at the end, Yeah, we're at the yeah. end of our regular
1: season. What do we do? MLS, here's a tournament. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Right. And and then the NHL also postseason. Yeah. So I get that. And there is a lot of money on the line. But here's the thing about, like, we talked about before. There's a lot of money and, and eyes... There's a lot of money to be made in eyes watching the sport more than before. Uh-huh. So
2: fucking... And in in so much of baseball money is TV money. Right. So just put it the fuck on TV and it's gonna get watched more than it's ever been And That's watched.
0: what we were talking about last week. It's like, look, if... You're worried about revenue because you can't let as many people into the park. All right, cool. Don't let people into the outfield. Tarp it off. Sell advertisements. Yeah. Done.
1: Easy. So they're yeah. doing it in Korea. Uh, the, what? Like the thing that bothers me is that the, the refusal to think outside the box. But it's not that they don't care. But it seems like they do when they come to the table and say, "Hey, we'll give you a prorated salary based off of." dividends or whatever from the season with advertising and whatever we can basically instituting a salary cap but, but then the players are like no here's a 110 game season and they came back and said 50 games plus playoffs which is still the same offer because if you prorate it it's still only 33 percent of their salary and <laughs> also like the owners so, so they like, took more away yeah they know exactly their what counter
2: offer was taking
0: more money
1: yeah and like what's <laughs> like, so they, like crazy what shit. is the point of a 50 game season? There isn't one. No one gets into a rhythm. There's people who have 50 game c- cold streaks and then they come back and have a great rest of the season. Yeah, Jay Joey Bruce's Botto. entire career. Yeah, 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 no shit. Puig last year. Yeah, you gonna. Puig had an incredible statement by the way. I didn't see his.
2: Eddie, What did you have to say? All right,
0: let me read Puig's statement. Love that. Also, Amir
1: Garrett's his girlfriend's, his girlfriend's statement. Fiance, oh fuck. And then the red statement was solid, too. I and liked then-
2: what the Reds have to say. I don't know what white so, intern typed that up, yeah. but it was pretty good. <laughs> it was so, really good. So,
0: Yasiel Puig. Seven years ago. Seven years ago today, I played for the very first time on a major league field. I fought so hard to get here, America was a dream. Today, as I look back on that memory and take account of everything that I've lived through since then, I want to speak up for the very first time about my personal experience as a man of color. I came from a country where I could not speak up. We could not express our thoughts and protest our, were and are a punishable act. I want my black brothers and sisters to know that although I've had the privilege of playing on a national stage, that privilege has not prevented me from feeling the sting of being an Afro-Latino man. My privilege has not afforded me the total escape of others having preconceived notions about me based on the color of my skin. Today, seven years later, now a proud American citizen, I will raise my voice and demand the necessary change. It is time that everyone is treated with the respect that all human beings deserve. Black, brown, yellow, or white, our hearts are what matter. Let's keep taking these steps forward and give our children the beautiful future they deserve.
2: Yeah, yeah, see?
0: And then Amir Garrett's fiancé's statement was hard body. Uh, They're a match made in heaven. Yeah. They're a match made in heaven. It
2: was so hard. They're just
0: so heady. Is
2: she she as cold as I think she is? So
0: he captured it. He captured it. The queen has spoken. And this was on her Instagram. To the silent family and friends, I want you to remember your silence when you want tickets to a game. You want to talk about baseball with Amir. You want to FaceTime us to prove you know him. You want an autograph for yourself or for someone else. You want a picture. You want the inside scoop. You need money. You need a connection. You want a jersey. You want merchandise. You want a follow back on Instagram. You want a stream. You need gratification that you aren't racist. Because you don't get to love him for his profession, but not for the color of his skin. We see you, and if you aren't behind us, you're against us. Bet.
1: Babe. Yeah. Natch
0: made in heaven. Bet. Just Just Hard as fucking damn. Yeah, like yeah. they were both created in the same lab that Wolverine was. They yeah. have adamantium bones. They are indestructible. Hard body. Fucking rules. Here is oh, what the red, red said. Speaking
2: of Wolverine, did you see that video from? I think it was L.A. Some fucking dude. No, New York. Spider Man. No, no, yeah, no, not. I, I know the girl who took that Spider Man video. <laughs> Anya. She stayed in our house when she was down from New York. Funny comic, but uh, um, no, it was in. The Bronx. Some some fucking Trumper got out of his car during the protests and had like this sword glove on. Wow. What the fuck? It was fuck? like Wolverine like it was very scary, but I mean he just looked he like had a bowl cut old man. Of course. He yeah. Was horrendous looking human being with like swords duct taped to his arm. Jesus. It's like,
1: God damn, that's who you're sending out? Uh, well, know, that's, that's, that's another thing I want to touch on. Oh, uh, here's what the Reds said. Okay, yeah, hit that. The Reds share in the pain and anger felt by our nation at the horrific and senseless killings of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor. We offer condolences to their families whose personal loss, losses must not be overlooked as we collectively grieve our society's shortfall. These blatant acts of racism not only demand our outrage, they necessitate that we address the fear and frustration felt by the members of our black community. We echo Major League Baseball's statement. In saying, our game has zero tolerance for racism and racial injustice, and addressing this issue requires both action, both within and within our sport and society. There is work to be done. The Reds open ourselves outward in offering of our platform and leadership to help elevate these necessary conversations around racial inequality. And we focus inward as we hear from members of our own organization, At The Real Hunter Green. The Reds are committed to bringing positive change, greater equality, inclusiveness throughout all of our communities. And then Hunter Green's statement is great. Hunter Green kills it the, what a fucking guy the value and respect of for my life as a human being has to be extent beyond has to extend beyond my uniform the saying is true i am more than an athlete i am an object i am more than a number i'm a man who is a black i'm a man who is a black man living in america and with this reality comes a host of experiences waiting to be associated with me for my connections fame and no- notoriety cannot outweigh the appreciation love value and understanding of me as a human being I experience racial profiling every day, whether it's in my car, when I walked into a room to discuss business, or simply eating at a restaurant. I want to encourage people to think about if you have contributed to making someone feel less than or not belonged. Everyone brings something to the table everyone has value and everyone has something they can bring to make your corporation, organization or group better. The importance the importance of inclusion speaks to me and should speak to you as well. I have always led my life through inclusion and respect for all and i will continue to do so what a fucking guy what I'm a guy so it. fucking proud banged to it. call
0: myself a reds fan yeah guys like him yeah.
1: yeah he rules he's the best i'm so glad we didn't trade him for francisco liriano yeah <laughs> you mean oh, Lindor? Yeah, Lindor. why did I, I say uh, liriano that is a huge slip. i mean on a baseball
0: yeah i would have done that but like 100, 100 green rules um i don't know i just i guess like to uh round third and head for home Love that um, I just wanted to say like if anybody out there like is strong I mean every white person should be uncomfortable and should feel like pressure to do something because you goddamn right you should if you want to get on the right path, please hit me up uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Sandy Dammit uh, Sandy Dammit at gmail.com. Like, I am involved in a lot of different things uh, politically and socially. Like, I would love to get you on the right track. I can point you out to organizations to donate to. Uh, if you want to support bail funds, our honor for a sick tea and money to bail funds. But you got to be doing something positive. Every single person listening to this is listening to this because they're a baseball fan. You have reaped enjoyment off the backs of black labor. I'm sure you listen to rap music. I'm sure you listen to rock and roll. If you don't, or both. Everything that goes on in your life culturally for the most part is owed to black people. You don't get to enjoy that without contributing. Every fucking person needs to step up. Yep. I genuinely mean it. If, you have, if you're lost, confused, you don't know what to do, I'd love to give you some advice and try and help you out with that. Uh, but above all, fucking listen. Don't ask your black friends how they feel. Ask them how you can help. Boom. Hit them.
2: Um, I, I don't really have anything to plug, uh, going off of what Danny was just saying, instead of just like, I, I, instead of just texting your black friends and to, to cover your own ass. And if you're listening to this and if you've made it all the way through this podcast, chances are you're on the right side of this shit. But if you're even like me, who is somebody who, um, I'm proud of how I've lived my life and I, and, but there's still like a lot of work to be done, um. Look yourself in the mirror. Um, don't, you know, don't kick your own ass and make yourself feel like a monster of a person unless you have to deal with things that you have done in the past. Uh, just just be, just be open and able to... It's, it's, it's a hard thing to... If there is some work that you need to do with yourself as a white person, it's a really difficult thing to reconcile the fact that you've been doing shit wrong for the past thirty years, or however long you've been a- a- yeah. alive, you know. Billy's turning thirty here next week. Ooh. Yeah, real soon. Yeah, uh, I'm not calling you out particularly. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know. Yeah, to, to echo Danny, do what you can. Go downtown wherever you live. Stand in solidarity. Make a donation. Uh, buy a shirt. Buy Danny's shirt. Go to Cincy Shirts and buy uh, buy the shirts that they're putting out. That money is going towards uh, a, a good cause. But yeah, put your put your money where your mouth is. If you're posting about it, donate. If you if you got to work and you're not there during the day at the actual protest, donate. Um, no, I wish that I had some super eloquent, wonderful thing to say that hasn't already been said. But that's all I got is just echoing the and and trying to practice the the things that i'm learning
1: yeah um let's elevate the playing fields let's all go out and put some of our money into black black owned businesses let's go to alabama fish bar let's go to just Q and let's go buy a shirt at black owned let's go get a cup of coffee at black coffee let's go do some of that shit and put our money where our mouths are like donate to the bail funds do all that stuff um also if you feel so inclined you can go to sitcshirts.com and buy a shirt that go, and that money goes towards the OTR Relief Fund to help businesses who have been affected by uh, the looters. And not the people protesting, but the looters. So you can do that. Um, also, if you need to feel some type of satisfaction or joy, you can listen to "Drinking at the Kids Table." <laughs> 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 that is available on iTunes and all streaming platforms. platforms. That's how you do a fucking lead-in right wow, there. How about that's that? a segue. I, I, but but seriously, no. But if if you can seek out a black-owned business and put money in their pockets, that's be. Uh, also, write your fucking representatives. Yeah.
0: As we've said millions of times, it is so much fucking bigger than one action. Talk to your representatives. Talk to the people that represent you. We pay them. They are our employees, period. Treat them as such.
2: One more thought that I have is so many times if you are scrolling through Facebook and you see something that annoys you or pisses you off or whatever it is, and I'm not even being political... I'm talking about before all of this. If you saw somebody doing something and it made you roll your eyes, most of the time it's because you're jealous that you weren't doing it. You were mad that you weren't doing your podcast or you weren't releasing your album or you weren't taking that trip. If you're mad right now because of virtue signaling, if you're going through your phone and getting angry with every one of your white buds that you <coughs> see posting some shit, that that's not a good look. That is a sign where you need to look in the mirror. Because if you're actually fighting the fight and you actually give a fuck about this, you're not concerned about white virtue signaling. No. it's yeah. out there. But if you're actually in it and you're in, and if you're invested, you just roll your eyes and move along, or you talk to that person. You know, it's it, if you're mad at virtual signaling, to, to quote our friend Tom Takar, stare into the mirror and look at a whole bitch. Yeah, you uh-huh. know, just. If, if you're mad at what people are posting about, then you're clearly mad about what they're posting. Yep. And that's the fucking problem.
1: Yep, 100%. And uh, to quote Jason
0: Isbell, piggybacking on you there, if your words add up to nothing, then you're making the choice to sing a cover when we need a battle cry. Get fucking busy. Spend your money in the right place. Tell our fucking employees who's boss. Us. We right. pay them. Figure it out. See you
1: on the streets this weekend. Yep. So basically, um, just Trump 2020, uh, you know, vote red all the way through and we'll really get some change. God yeah. damn it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always vote red unless it comes down to Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> God.
1: But this was great. It was an informative conversation. I'm glad that we did it
2: because I was really on, on the fence. I've just... I was too, but... I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I feel better.
1: We'll talk about some of that stuff when we shut this thing. And uh, guys, thanks for joining. As always, thank you for listening. And as always, go Red Legs. Stay nasty.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers.
1: Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders.
0: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.